This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, Dr. Kate here. I wanted to talk a little bit about breech babies because I often get patients that come in for this issue right at the end of their pregnancies. And I also get random messages from people in my life that probably don't live near me that are frantically trying to flip their baby right at the end. And my first recommendation to them is to find a Webster certified chiropractor right away. And Webster, well, actually, before we get into that, what is a breach positioning? So if you don't know what breach positioning it is, Ideally, when you go into labor, your baby is head down. And if your baby is breech, it could be either butt down or um, feet down. So there aren't very many practitioners out there that deliver breech babies. In fact, I don't know of any in my area. And actually, when I gave birth to my daughter in Ohio, the nurse midwife that delivered her worked under an OBGYN who was older and she actually would deliver breech babies as long as the mom was low risk and had already had a successful vaginal birth. So pretty rare for this area to have an OBGYN willing to deliver um, a breech baby. And I'm not sure that they actually teach that anymore in medical school. I could be totally wrong. Correct me if I am, but I'm not sure that they really teach that skill in school anymore. So if you have a breech baby, most likely they're going to opt to do a C-section. Um, so People are really motivated there at the end if they find that out to try to flip the baby. Um, And so again, my first recommendation is for them to find a chiropractor that is Webster certified. So chiropractic has this organization called the ICPA and it's the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. You have, we take lots of modules in Um, pediatric care, pre and postnatal care. And one of the courses is called Webster Technique. And it's been around, I'm not sure how long it's been around, but um, for a very long time. And it's a pelvic balancing um, technique. It involves adjusting the pelvis, working on the ligaments of the pelvis and giving optimal positioning to the pelvis so that the uterus has lots of room to be symmetrical and allow best positioning for baby. The other type of baby positioning that I suggest moms find a Webster certified chiropractor would be if your baby is transverse. So what that means is that instead of up and down perpendicular to the floor, your baby is parallel to the floor. And I actually, my son 
was transverse um, when I was probably 32 weeks pregnant. And uh, so I think this was probably for a couple reasons because I was getting adjusted um, fairly regularly. I have a chiropractor that works for me that I had get certified in Webster when I um, found out that I was pregnant. And so I started having him adjust me three times a week and I um, commuted well, I still commute to my office to treat patients and it's about 45 minutes from my house. And it, so it's a 45 minute drive, you know, morning and night. And that's a lot of sitting for me. And when I sat in the car, I tended to tuck my tailbone under and that shortens up your pelvic floor and can allow for, um, pelvic floor issues, but also not optimal positioning for your uterus and that kind of thing. So I tried to make some adjustments there, got adjusted three times a week, and then did a variety of these exercises that I'm going to talk to you a little bit about because I did not want to, um, have a, have a C-section and with transverse babies, those are not coming out in any way. They're, the only way they're coming out is via a C-section. Um, so he did flip and the things that I did and the things that I recommend for people to do after they've seen their chiropractor in their area are, um, some that I have used and found through things like Women's Health DNS, but also a great resource is Spinning Babies. And it is used by all sorts of healthcare professionals. Doulas are um, well-versed in it. Uh, midwives, OBGYNs, I'm sure some have taken Spinning Babies. They do show you different positioning for laboring and for pelvic balancing and all of that kind of thing. And some of the exercises they do look like some of the exercises I give my patients anyways. And one of them that looks very similar to puppy pose that I do with patients is the open knee chest position. So that and puppy pose, you're trying to get your um, hips higher than your torso. So you come onto your shins or onto your knees, your hips are stacked above them and you walk your hands out and put your chest on, on the floor. So it, it um, looks like a very small down dog. So instead of being on your hands and your feet, you're on your chest and your knees and, um, or your forearms. Um, the thing they add in the open knee chest position is they put a strap or a rebozo around the upper thighs and the partner holds onto it like reins and allows the mom to just kind of relax into it. So it's not so much strain on the upper body. Uh, looks like an awesome little restful position. And all of these positions are going to have one thing in common it's getting the pelvis above the torso. And why that is, is because we're trying to get the uterus to shift out of the pelvis 
and allow baby to have lots of room to move around and get head down because ideally the baby wants to be head down. That's the position they're going to get into if they can. So as long as we try to give them as much uh, room and space to do that, they're most likely going to try and get there. So these exercises help give that optimal scenario for the baby. So we've got the open knee chest position, very similar to puppy pose with a little assist of the strap around the thighs. So it's not on the abdomen at all, just on the thighs. Um, The next one would be the breech tilt, which I do something similar in the office. I have a, a foam wedge in my office that I'll have people lie on. So the foam wedge, the the wide part is where their butt and hips are, and the sloping down is where their torso is. So again, the pelvis is above the the uterus and the torso so that the uterus can slide down, baby has room to move around. With the breech tilt that the spinning babies does, if you go on their website, it's a they use an ironing board and put it up on a couch and you lie on it, you know, kind of like an inversion table, I guess, sort of. Um, it can look very intimidating and I like my foam wedge better. Um, but the other thing you could try would be using a bunch of um, yoga bolsters. So if you're a yoga person, think of it as being the most supported bridge pose you could think of and having that that slant happening and allowing gravity to do its thing and not only shifting the uterus out of the pelvis but allowing that gentle stretch on the ligaments that suspend the uterus and the pelvis and again this is cheer tolerance because some people do not tolerate lying on their back for very long because of the pressure on your um, blood flow. So this, these are all things that you would check in with your um, prenatal care for or that kind of thing. Um, the last one that I did a ton of when I was trying to get my son to f- flip from transverse to head down was where you put your, your feet or not your feet, you put your shins on a couch and then you bend forward and put your hands on the ground and then you can come down to your forearms. So you're very much so stacked. So hips are very high, torso is very low. And again, you're using gravity to let the uterus hang from your pelvis down. Um, now, with both my kids, I did a lot of yoga. I had did forearm stands and um, handstands, headstands, all of that up until delivery. And so that was nothing new to me. So it wasn't hard, but holding it for long periods of time was tiring. And I can see how if you had not been exercising throughout your pregnancy, Maybe you had hyperemesis, which is frequent, terrible vomiting. You didn't have enough energy, that kind of thing. This exercise would probably be too intense. And again, something you want to check in with your OB or your midwife before you attempt it. 
Um, but it is a spinning babies move. It helped me tremendously, uh, helped to switch. That was Bruno saying hi to everyone. Um, helped me to flip Deacon head down. Um, the other, the other concept. So we, we talked about essentially you want gravity to help the uterus, help stretch those ligaments and help give baby lots of room to move and naturally go head down. The other concept I want you to think of is how the pelvis is shaped. So, you, you know, it's a circle. You've got the entrance and the exit. So the entrance or the pelvic inlet, when it narrows, the outlet opens. When the inlet opens, the outlet narrows. So you can't have it both ways. One is narrowing and the other one's opening or vice versa. So when, when you're getting to that end part of your pregnancy where you're wanting to engage the baby head down, get to drop down within the pelvis to prepare for birth, then full hanging out in a full deep squat is an awesome way to engage the baby down into the pelvis. Because when you hang out in a low squat, with the tailbone tucked under, by tucking the tailbone under it, ooh, it opens up your pelvic inlet. Perfect. Baby descends. We can slowly start to prep for, for birth. Um, what is not good about this for breach is that, think about it, if your baby is butt down or feet down and already sitting low in the pelvis, and then you hang out in a deep squat, opening that inlet even more, baby's dropping more and more, butt down or feet down, you're, you're working against yourself. And it's going to take that much more effort to get the baby back out so he or she has a chance to switch and flip. Um, so you don't want to hang out in a low squat with the tailbone tucked under. You also don't want to be driving in your car with your tailbone tucked under that sitting at your desk with your tailbone tucked under anything that's opening the pelvic inlet and letting gravity sink the baby down, butt down or feet down. We want to try to avoid. So, um, yeah, those are just some, you know, it seems counterintuitive as you think squatting, Oh, this is great for pregnancy. And it is in, you know, depending on the situation, on the scenario. Um, the other thing with, with having good positioning and having enough room in the uterus for baby to move around is that not only is breech or transverse not optimal for positioning of baby, you also don't want the baby to be sunny side up or what is known as posterior. So what that means is that the baby's face is facing out to the front of you. And that is, doesn't seem like a big deal. Um, but what happens with that is that your pelvis is not just like this nice, perfect cylinder and they just shoot right through. It's got curve to it and your tailbone tucks under and think of how the tailbone is, is and it curves to that point and the baby has to navigate all these turns and it's, not a, just a shoot out of the pelvis kind of a 
descent. So if the face is facing out, a lot of times they can get hung up on your pubic bone. So think of their, their forehead catching there. Um, and those posterior babies, um, they tend to have much longer labors, a lot more um, pain associated with it. Um, what we call back labor, that kind of thing. Uh, it usually um, can lead to need for intervention. So the vacuum, the uh, more likely to tear, more likely to have a cesarean. So that's also a reason why even if the baby is not breech or transverse, you might want to get pelvic balancing done with the Webster technique, do these types of exercises just so that the baby has enough, enough um, room to move around and get into that optimal positioning. Another thing with that, you know, when you're getting Webster technique done, we work on your round ligaments, which you have one on either side of your abdomen. You can also do some round ligament massage at home you can use lotion and just lightly work that area. I actually did a post on it on my Instagram. And that is something that you can do to try to keep it balanced. Because again, there's one on either side. So if you make sure to work each side and make sure that it's even. So if the if they're hanging on to the uterus and one side's tighter, it's going to be cockeyed. So that's another thing to to think of and make sure you work on. And this is all things that your midwife can talk to you about, your doula, your chiropractor, um, your nurse midwife, your midwife, your OBGYN. And they'll tell you the same about that. So that is usually the advice that I give people to, for these types of positioning issues, you know, check in with your OB and your nurse midwife or midwife, um, find your local chiropractor that's Webster certified and make sure that these positions are ideal for you specifically, because everyone's a little bit different to try and, you know, trying to give yourself the best scenario, because no matter what way you look at it, Labor is going to be hard and it's going to be one of the hardest things you do, but you want to give yourself the most optimal um, field that you can play on um, and making sure that baby is nice and comfy, has lots of room to get into his or her ideal spot is going to make it so much easier for you. And make it an easier recovery for you. Because if you do have excessive tearing or the need for a vacuum or forceps, there's probably going to be more trauma. There's most likely going to be more trauma to your, to your pelvic floor and scarring and whatnot. And those things take time to heal too. And more likely to need a cesarean that obviously takes more time to heal from. So you know, making sure that you have, you know, as easy a time as possible. Those are just a few things that, that I like to give people to help with that. So 
you know, another another resource for you as you're prepping for birth or um, know someone that's prepping for birth. This would be also something for your, you know, to let your husband or partner in on so that they can help you. Cause a lot of these are partner type exercises and you're going to want to do them throughout the day. It's not like, Oh, I did it once throughout the day. No, you have to do it multiple times all throughout the day, especially if you have a desk job where you're sitting stressed or with your tailbone tucked under all day, that is not ideal. And baby does not like that. So if you have any other uh, topics that you would like me to touch on about this, feel free to message me. I would love to share what I know or find someone that we could interview to dive more into those, those topics. So have a great day. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.